Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. In the first game of the 2002 World Cup, the U.S. Men's National Team finished with a draw against Wales, a 1-1 draw in in an extremely hard-fought game, uh, a game that had a ton of emotion and and was played at a a really high, intense level. Uh, A lot to unpack from that game, and we're going to get into it. Uh, All that more on this episode of The Yank Report. What's up? My name is Sam. This is The Yank Report, the show all about the U.S. men's national team, and we're going to be right here with you all through the 2022 World Cup. Without further ado, let's get into it. But before we do, let's hear a word from this week's sponsor. Football is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we're going to bring in Brad. Brad, oh man, uh, God, I, I don't even know what to say after that that game, man. It. it you, you walk away and you're, you're grateful for the point, but you realize that you had so much more on the table. Uh, U.S. came out with a, with a very strong first half where uh, Wales seemed to hardly even touch the ball. Uh, and then in the second half, Wales clearly changed their, uh, their intensity, changed the way that they were playing. Uh, they pushed higher up the field. And uh, as a result, the U.S. were a little bit more under siege. Still, it really felt like we were denying Wales many clear-cut goal-scoring opportunities, but they get their moment with a um, with a penalty kick. Uh, that penalty kick, one of their few really good quality chances on goal. And, uh, of course, Gareth Bale, the old dragon, comes through, uh, scores it for, for Wales. And then after that, it was just a war of an attrition, man. I mean, players were dropping right and left, Welsh players, American players. We knew that Weston McKinney was probably not going to go 90 minutes. Uh, uh, Gareth, uh, Greg Berhalter brings in the cavalry, brings in uh, Haji Wright. He brings in Kellen Acosta. He brings in DeAndre Yedlin to to shore up the defense. Uh, The big question I think on everyone's minds right now is is where the hell was Gio Reyna? Uh, I see Orbiter Dictrum says the same thing, shares those sentiments. I'm sure we'll find out more about Gio Reyna, but... Um, I, I guess first of all, your 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 initial reaction from the game. <sighs> We're not dead yet. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you know, it's it, it's hard. It's really hard to um, take points as anything other than, uh, ah, gosh, man. Um, what could have been, like, right? What'd you say? What could have been? Yes. That's, I guess, what I'm getting at. Um, it, it really just feels like it was right there for us to take. Uh, I am, uh, I, 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 the first substitution with Brendan Aronson, I think, was a smart substitution. I think he didn't look out of place. He looked hot on the ball. I think there were a few nervy moments there for him, but uh, altogether, all it was a good substitution. I think the decision to bring in Jordan Morris over Gio Reyna was uh, ill-advised, I would say. I, I think if you are going for the win, I, I think you want a player who's going to be creative and really get stuck in. Um, so that was that. And, and that Walker Zimmerman challenge was just ill-advised. Uh, you, you were in fine position 
Bale still had to turn and you had help. You didn't need to do what you did. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. We're not dead. You know, we got probably a 50-50 chance of making through. I, it will, now it will come down to that last that last day. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think that's an important point to make. The U.S. still has all their goals ahead of them. We have a game against England, and then we have that final game against Iran. It's 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 looking like it's going to come down to who does better over those two matches uh, between Wales and, and the United States. Uh, not the place we wanted to be. Certainly not where we thought we would be at halftime whenever the U.S. was really uh, – dominating this game uh but it, but it's where we find ourselves at the end of the game i think the big question mark and i'm sure it's going to be the first question the second question the third question and the fourth question for greg berhalter in the post-game press conference is where is Gio reyna you gotta assume that he's not healthy you gotta assume that if he was healthy he would have been in that game i, I just don't know if there's any way that uh greg could not play him uh not certainly not sub him in certainly at that point where you're bringing in uh, Jordan Morris late in the game uh, if Gio Reyna was available, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that just, I, I don't know. I, I remember texting you uh, during the Gladbach-Dortmund game when Gio was subbed off at half. I was like, are we are we sure he's okay? But then Greg's saying throughout the week, we have everybody at full chain, training. So where where is Gio Reyna? Where is your young star boy who you think can make an absolute difference in this game? I don't know. It just uh, maybe Greg, the last thing he had in his mind was Jordan Morris getting that goal that uh, when both teams were down to 10 men down in Honduras. I mean, I don't know, but uh, that just it, it, it leaves you with a bunch of questions about, you know, why are you leaving one of your best players on the bench? I think Aronson was well used. He, he had uh, he was good in the buildup. I just think getting there was no there was no width. Uh, in the second half no one was getting wide and being able to send anything good in so I don't know that's just I, a lot of questions about that yeah the, the service into the box was not very good throughout the night from the U.S. I mean that includes uh, I think the best ball across all game was the ball that Tim Weah played in early on that hit the Welsh defender and, and went on goal uh, probably the best cross of the night outside of that. Uh, not so great. Um, yeah. And whenever, whenever Yedlin came on for Dest, it really took a lot out of the U S yes. attack. I think Yedlin was uh, his width on the right side uh, was not only great in the attacking third, but especially I think whenever we were in possession um, and, and he was often the one to, to make the run, to make a line breaking pass, to make the decision to kind of uh, spark that, that, that attack and you're just losing that whenever you have DeAndre Yedlin on the field do you think his early yellow which should not have been a yellow um played into Greg's decision to take him off well I think before the game we were talking about um, 16 minutes yeah yeah we were talking about Serginho Dust and Wes McKinney as probably not being 90 minutes fit just judging based off of everything that we've heard from uh from the press uh heading into this match so wasn't a huge surprise uh, but, you know, before the game, we did talk about who would be that sub for Serginho Dust, and I, I definitely had Yedlin as my last choice. Mm -hmm. um, but it ends up being Yedlin. And, and to be fair to Yedlin, I didn't think that he had, a like, a particularly bad game defensively or anything like that. Like, you're going to get what you get from him offensively. Uh, but ultimately, I mean, it comes down to um, a faithful moment in the box where – uh, where Zimmerman, a, a guy that has been has just not set a foot wrong for the U.S. throughout World Cup qualifying and beyond, uh, he he has the rough moment, and and that leads to uh, Gareth Bale getting his opportunity and scoring that goal. 
Um, yeah. So it just, it just all comes down to that moment. I guess we need to go through the lineup and kind of talk about each of the players uh, throughout this game. Uh, let's start with, with the left back. Or, or no, let's start with the keeper. Um, Matt Turner didn't have too many moments. He did have one real big save off of a diving, he- diving header for Wales. He had a shaky moment where a ball came into the box and, and he was only able to get some hands onto it. Kind of scary. Uh, overall thoughts on Matt Turner? I thought he was fine. Did what he had to do. Almost got to the bail penalty, but bail put it in a great space with great pace. So you're not going to, you're not going to uh, really get a lot of criticism for that. Uh, the uh, corner on uh, the ensuing corner from the, uh, the big save he made was a bit nervy, but overall, I mean, Middle of the road, not much to talk about there. Jedi Robinson had some big moments in this game. Uh, in the second half, he was asked to defend a whole lot more. Uh, he had some moments in the first half where he was kind of streaking through. He had some nice combination with Polisic. Thoughts on Jedi Robinson in this game? I uh, He would be my second man of the match, um, actually. I think he a lot of our great creation came from when guys were a little too focused on Pulisic when he's, he's in the buildup and they – drift towards Pulisic and uh, Jedi just goes, okay, fine. I'll, I'll take that. And uh, created a lot of dangerous moments there. So I think he, he, he is one of the most irreplaceable parts of this team. Yeah. I thought he had one of the better games he's had for the uh, U S men's national team. I was pretty happy with his performance. Um, He's a guy that I don't expect to be a star for this squad. I expect him to be a role player and and to, and to do what I know that he does. And I thought he was the best version of himself tonight. Um, There was some moments where uh, he kind of ran at the defense and just kind of turned the ball over easily. And he had some moments in possession that weren't so tidy, but that's, that's kind of who he is. And I think the things that you do get from him that those great runs, those tireless runs, um, and, and, and decent service into the box and, and defense good too. So I, I thought a good game for him. Uh, the man playing next to him was Tim Ream. Uh, a lot of discussion about Tim Ream heading into this game. Uh, your thoughts on Tim Ream. Very solid, very solid. Good in the buildup. Um, Bit of a nervy moment uh, towards the end there, but nothing really came of it. So, um, no, Reem was absolutely the uh, the right choice to start in this match. And if he if he can recover well uh, and be fit for the next match, I say you start him again. Yeah, hard to take Reem off of this team right now. Um, he had some big moments in the air, too. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he won some balls in the first half. He was a big part of the reason why uh, Wales just struggled to get anything going in that first half. He, he made some good reads. Uh, we didn't see him get hit, exposed for pace uh, hardly at all in this no. game. So uh, those, those questions about the high line didn't come to fruition. Uh, so overall, solid game from Tim Reem. I think... This, this was one of the, the better center back tandems that we've seen from the U.S. in recent memory, at least with the ball at their feet. Um, and and yeah. they were excellent in um, distribution this game, but not, not pressing too hard with their distribution. They didn't, they didn't fire the ball in needlessly uh, just to try to make plays. They kind of kept it simple, and they were patient in the buildup. So uh, that, that first half, it felt like Royals was really sitting back hoping that the U.S. would get frustrated and, and play in some ill-advised balls through the middle. And, and the center backs really didn't go for that. They kept it simple. Um, they, they kept looking for those opportunities to strike um, and, and, and were able to hurt Wales that way. Now, moving on to Walker Zimmerman. Uh, Zimmerman, of course, has the big moment of the match, which was his foul on, um, his foul on Gareth Bale that leads to the penalty. Uh, thoughts on Walker Zimmerman? I thought he he 
was solid. I think he just had a really, really bad lapse in judgment, but unfortunately it cost us two points there. Um, we get one instead of three. It just, it sucks. Cause that's one of your jobs as uh, a guy who's captained this team a lot, a guy who has been a mainstay. It's, um, it's to stay composed and be a real steady Eddie in that back line. And unfortunately in the 82nd minute, he lost his cool, um, lost his composure there. And uh, that was a, a foul he didn't have to commit. He had help. He was in good position. Bale could, wasn't going to get a shot off. He had his back to goal practically. So I just, I don't know. Um, I still start him the next game. Uh, brush it off, get him in with the team psychologist, get surround him with love. I mean, but I just, uh. yeah, I think Obiter Dictum says it here. You have to keep playing Zim, but damn, that was a terrible moment. I think that's what it's going to be. It was a bad lapse in judgment. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have any other choice at this point. I think Zim's been the rock for the U S at center back. And and I think he's going to continue on. I think you continue on with Reem as well. I don't see any reason to break up that tandem. Uh, Serginho Dest, uh, the right back throughout the first half gets pulled around the 60th minute mark. Thoughts on Serginho Dest this game? Uh, dangerous. Uh, I think his yellow wasn't a yellow. Um, but uh, I think once he came off the field, our uh, attack on that side just was like letting the air out of a balloon. Uh, it, it was unfortunate to see because, I mean, he, he really was that danger man. And he, and he was... It, we we in the many streams we've had leading up to this, we have harped on his defensive lapses. The dude was getting back. The good was he was always in good position, uh, and he was really really contributing to the build up. So once he came off, it was just it was deflating, uh, especially on that uh, on that right side of the ball. Yeah, there's there's a few moments where he was one on one, and he got he didn't he wasn't super stout defensively, but he was able to hold guys up long enough to to bring in help. I remember one moment in particular where he got beat um, on the on his flank, uh, but McKinney was there to 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 hit the ball away, and and there there was never much danger. I felt like from uh, that side of the field, and then in the attack, in the build up, and in possession, um, you get what. You you get what uh, Serginho Dest just always seems to bring to the table, which is um, which is calm and also uh, the ability, the, the confidence to to hit balls forward and to move forward. You get nice little flicks, nice little run ons. Um, so whenever he came off the field, you could really see the letdown from uh, the U.S. Men's National Team, at least in 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 some of that nice fluid possession that we saw in the first half. Uh, let's move on to uh, the guy who I think would have been the man of the match for me, and that is. Uh, that is Tyler Adams, the defensive midfielder in the middle. Uh, I, we talked before the game about um, Adams needing to be there to stop the the Welsh counterattack um, and, and to be that 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 competent and cool head in the middle. And I think he was that and more. I think he had a lot of really nice moments where um, he he he's helped settle the team down by uh, winning a ball in, in a spot where Wales could have hurt us. Um, or in, in possession, I thought he was pretty tidy as well. Uh, did not try to do anything um, too 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 dangerous in possession, really, but made the smart play, made the smart run, stayed in the correct position throughout the game. Your thoughts on Tyler Adams? I mean, he's the captain of the team for a reason. He's going to be at the captain of his club. Uh, if he stays at Leeds, he's going to be the captain there. Um, he's absolutely everywhere. He does not stop working. 
Uh, he, he really is the most important player on this team because he provided so much cover for that back line, but he also really contributed in the buildup as, as well. I mean, as you said, he's not that big of a, he's not going to be sco- scoring any goals, but he is, he, he, you can't take him, you can't take him out because he just offers so many different things. He is your safety blanket. He, he's the guy who's going to bail you out in different situations. And, and he provides that leadership uh, on the, on the field. In just in the way he plays, I mean, there is that a little bit of that Clint Dempsey, you don't know where I'm from dog in him, but uh, mainly you just look at him and he just never stops. He is tenacious. He is always going after the defense. He's always getting back in defense. So uh, he absolutely is the man of the match for me for the U.S. men's national team. Ahead of Tyler Adams, let's go with uh, Weston McKinney first. Uh, we've been talking for weeks about what Weston McKinney are we going to get in this World Cup? Are we going to get uh, top form Weston McKinney? Are we going to get Weston McKinney from September? Uh, for my money, I think we got sort of the Weston McKinney we've been seeing at Juventus this season, which is a Weston McKinney that at times shows you that that physical dominance at times is is all over the field, but also is a bit sloppy with the ball at his feet. And he had a few just, just mindless giveaways, uh, a few passes that were a bit off the mark that kind of slowed down uh, the attack for the U S he didn't end up getting that, um, that, that, that free kick goal or anything like that. Uh, what did not really challenge in the box for much at all. Uh, your thoughts on Weston McKinney. You know, uh, I, I wonder if he's not fully fit. We saw him grabbing at that quad a little bit. Um, I don't know. There were some good moments uh, where he, he was good and build up with, uh, with Moose, Moose and Dest uh, especially, but uh, it was kind of a middle of the road B minus performance from Weston. Um, and again, I, I wonder if he is fully fit because you saw him immediately when he came off. He, he has a sleeve on, it, on his calf. Uh, and he, on his quad, and he immediately took that off um, and was grabbing at it. So I don't know if he's fully fit. Uh, we'll wait to see what Greg says uh, in his press conference. Let, let's talk about what Mike Irish has to say right here. It's time to do away with MMA. They can dominate the midfield. That trio cannot create goals. Um, Ty, um, uh, Brendan Aronson comes in for Weston McKinney. And he has a solid performance, I felt, both offensively and defensively. Uh, he found little pockets. Um, he, he, he dispossessed uh, Welsh players, um, had, had some exciting moments for in, in a second half that really lacked exciting moments for the U.S. Uh, do you think that in the England game we could possibly see McKinney on the bench and Aronson starting? Absolutely. Absolutely, especially if his, uh, his health is in question. Um, and also we have to take into account, into account that uh, Brennan plays against these guys week in and week out, and he's not scared of them. Uh, so I, I, I think, you know, Weston does a lot of things, but if, I don't know, it really depends on how we're going to play against England. Are we going to bunker and try and hit him on the counter or are we going to press him? I mean, do you defend them or do you go at them and push their game right back out in, into their face? If we're going to do the latter, you have to have Brendan Aronson out there because he is just going to have that motor that's going to press, 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 and, and, uh, really force the uh, opposition to make a mistake. So I don't know, I, especially if Weston's health is in question, I could see Brendan or Gio, but it looks like it's going to be Brendan because Gio didn't come off the bench for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, ex- exactly right. Um, 
the the question marks about Gio Reyna, I don't know. Maybe Greg's having a press conference right now. Maybe maybe we know a little bit more, but uh, I, I don't understand uh, if he's healthy, if he's healthy and available, leaving Gio on the bench, but uh, we'll figure that out later. Uh, Chris says, but Weston had like three f- uh, flicks that fully created chances. And yeah, he did have some flicks. He, he always kind of brings a little bit of something to the game. But the question is, uh, was that enough to keep someone like Brendan Aronson on the bench? Uh, who I he was pretty effective whenever he came on both offensively and defensively. Uh, let's move on to Eunice Musa. Um, Eunice Musa had some nice moments in this game, both offensively and defensively. Um, didn't have a super impactful performance where you know we're chanting his name at the end of the game, but I, I felt like the 19 year old coming in uh, first game in a World Cup handled himself pretty well. Yeah, uh, I think you know handled himself fine. We still have to remember he's 19. Um, so he had some great runs in the, uh, going forward, uh, was great on the half turn as well. Um, I think the, he, he did have a few, um, miscues, but you're going to have that when it's a young player on the big, on a really big stage. Um, I thought overall he was fine. Um, but, uh, again, I don't think he was the difference between the win and the, or the draw today. Yeah, I, I guess that's fair. Let's move up top to uh, Christian Pulisic. Um, Pulisic creates the uh, only goal of the game for the U.S. with a penetrating run um, where he plays in Tim Weah, and Weah scores underneath the Welsh keeper. Uh, Pulisic, I felt like, got into some really good positions in this game and, and was our danger man all night long, and I think Welsh definitely felt that, and the evidence of that was uh, the Welsh defenders just constantly kicking Christian Pulisic to the point where uh, he's limping off off the off the field at the end of the game, which is kind of par for Christian Pulisic. That's kind of how he always walks off the field at the end of the game. Uh, but your thoughts on Christian Pulisic this game? I hope he's in a nice tub right now. <laughs> he was getting the crap kicked out of him. Uh, I thought he was dangerous. I thought uh, he, yes, I agree. He should not do set pieces. Uh, I think that is a, a weaker element of his game. But I think he was... He was great, uh, picked out a lot of good passes. Um, I think his combination with Jedi Robinson actually was very nice. Uh, I, I, he, he, you can tell he is special. And I think if, I don't know, this, I'm talking myself into hope again, but if he's playing up against a team that's not going to be constantly kicking like England is, I think he could be a little bit more dangerous. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's some that's some nice hope that you're. I know. I'm talking myself into it. Some copium for sure. Uh, uh, Herringer brings up uh, Pulisic's free kicks, which throughout the night, uh, not very accurate on the free kicks. Just an ongoing thing that we saw throughout World Cup qualifying. Uh, What is the deal with the U.S. and free kicks? Why don't we have anybody that can take them? Uh, And what should we do moving forward? We do. It's Kellen Acosta, but I mean. If you put Kellen Acosta on the field strictly for free kicks, you're losing a lot uh, that he doesn't bring to the table during the run of play, really. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, we brought in a set piece coach, didn't we? Um, I don't know. I just, I, and, and I don't think the answer is Brendan Aronson either. I think the answer might be Gio Rana. Gio has put in dangerous balls for Dortmund. I mean, whenever. Brendan takes one for uh, for leads. It's like floating in on a cloud, and the uh, center back easily clears it. Um, but the yeah, answer I, to a lot of questions is Gio Reyna, and I, I think the big question coming out of this game is going to be why wasn't Gio in the game? And and I, I I'm anxious to see 
uh, the answer to that. Let's move on to uh, Josh Sargent. There's been a lot of chat in the in the chat so far in the comment section about Josh Sargent. Dakota Young says the system does not help out the nines. They're non-existent in his system. Um, I, I don't know if that was exactly the case, specifically in the first half. It looked like Wales was really just denying anything into the middle. Um, they really wanted to uh, intercept balls, play through the middle, and then counterattack. So the U.S. was being really diligent about uh, staying on the outside and, and trying to find their way through there. Uh, the big moment of the match for Josh Sargent was going to be his hold-up play where he holds it up for Christian Pulisic. Uh, and lets him come through. We didn't see Josh Sargent be too much of a factor in the press. I'm not sure. I mean, he did he did affect the game a bit in the press, but he didn't win too many balls. Um, we didn't see him get on too many opportunities. He did have a chance early on in the game uh, where he had a, a near post run. I believe it was Jedi Robinson played in a ball, um, and his header, although looked good on TV, probably was not that close to the near post in, in real life. Uh, outside of that, not a, not a lot of impact from Josh Sargent. What did you thought about his game? I mean, he did kind of what we were talking about pregame. He did it in one moment, and it led to a goal, which led to points. So, you know, good on Josh. Uh, I I was hoping to see it a couple more times. But, um, yeah, I mean, when we were talking pregame, we were going to say he he's going to have to hold it up and be physical against the Walsh defense, and he did do that to let Christian get in behind. And then Christian thread – Threaded a great ball into Tim Weah, uh, who who finished like the baller that he is. Um, but other than that, he was very quiet throughout the night. Um, but, you know, you asked him to do that and he did it. So, you know, kudos to him, I guess. Yeah, I would have loved to see a few more balls played into his feet to just see if he can get a flick off and, and see if he can create something. We didn't get too much of that at all. We didn't see him attacking the channels very often. Um, that wasn't something that that we saw from from Sargent. Um, uh, I, I I don't know. It's it kind of a mixed bag from Sargent, but I think it's par for the course for the U.S. men's national team forwards uh, throughout World Cup qualifying and beyond. I mean, we just don't have a really difference maker impact forward that we can bring in. So um, I think if we can get what we got from our forward, which was uh, uh, contributing to a goal scoring play, uh, then that's probably a good thing. Um, If you want to maintain Sargent for the second game, I'm fine with that. If you want to bring in Jesus, see what he can do. I'm fine with that too. Uh, That doesn't really matter to me. Let's move on to the man who scored the goal for the U S Tim Weah. A lot of discussion pregame about whether Weah should be the right wing. Should it be Aronson? Should it be Geo? Uh, one of the big talking points has been the lack of Tim Weah in the September friendlies and that impact that, that had on the way the U.S. could play. And I think we saw it uh, early and often in this game that Tim Weah being on the field opened up the right flank for the U.S. He was a player that you could play to his feet and he could do something creative. He could also run in behind, which we saw a few times. Um, he was a threat to take players on on that right wing. He played in some dangerous balls, including that ball early on that uh, a Welsh player headed back into the Welsh goalie, which could have easily been an on goal or, or right away. Uh, and, and then later on in the game in the first half, he makes the run in behind that Christian Pulisic slips in and he makes a really nice finish, a really composed finish uh, mm-hmm. in a huge moment in the game and gets the game's only goal. Your thoughts on Tim Weah throughout the game? I thought he was good. I think uh, that goal obviously was that that's a that's a big boy goal. I mean, to be able to hold hold your composure when you got a man coming in and you got to beat the keeper. That's that's a great goal. Um, I think his creativity was was very nice. Uh, I don't know. I just if you start him the next game, I'm fine. Uh, he definitely 
I don't think he added as much verticality as I would want him to. He didn't get to the touching line as much as I thought he would to whip in those crosses. But then again, we didn't, I mean, nobody did that the whole night. I mean, every time we, you know, we're sending across and it was uh, kind of jumbled up by a bunch of Walsh defenders back in the box. So I don't know. I, I Could we have more success against uh, a team that isn't really bunkering? But I mean, Wales in the second half really came out on the counter and he, he really wasn't existent in the second half. Yeah, uh, I, I think once uh, Wales uh, really started pressing us, he was kind of non-existent. But in, in the in the uh, first half, he he was good. He was creative. I, I would have liked him to add a little bit more verticality and get to the touchline a little bit more. Um, but other than that, I had no problem with him. Yeah. So um, uh, I, I guess we move on from the starters and we can talk about some of the players that came into the game. Um, I believe the first sub was uh, Brendan Aronson for Weston McKinney. Um, Weston McKinney looked to be really fading down the second half. He, he clearly wasn't ready for 90 minutes. Uh, so we bring in Aronson. One of the big talking points has been about Brendan Aronson's ability to play in the midfield. We've seen games where he does it really well. We've seen games where he's kind of disappeared. Uh, he came into this game and it looked like he made an impact, at least from my perspective. Your thoughts on Brendan Aronson? I think he earns a start for the next game. Um, I think Weston was fading. I think he looked uh, hurt. Uh, you can see him grabbing at that quad. So I think it really depends on how you were going to, uh, how you're going to play against England. If you're going to bunker, then, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think he can play uh, a deep line and well, he can definitely hit, help you out in transition. He's great on the half term, but if I, I, I don't know, do you think we, do you think we press England? I, th I think we do. Yeah. I think we, then I think you have to have him out there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you look at him in Leeds. That's what he does day in, day out for his club team. I mean, if you consider the performance that Weston had, it seems like, it seems like you, you, you may have to go with Aronson at this point. Um, yeah. Was, was... I, you, you go with Brendan over Luca Della Torre. I think absolutely that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Here. Yeah, that's no, I think that's a discussion. Uh, the next big sub w w was the big one. I mean, we get um, we get uh, DeAndre Yedlin, we get Kellen Acosta, and we get Haji Wright, uh, and we lose uh, Eunice Musa. We lose um, Serginho Dest, and uh, who am I missing? Eunice um, Musa, Serginho Dest, and Sergeant. Josh Harden. Yeah, so um, that was this. This has, I think, been the biggest point of criticism that uh, that fans are having right now. Um, particularly the 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 move probably for Kellen Acosta for Eunice Musa. Uh, it looked like Musa was fading a, a bit. It looked like all the players on the field for both sides were fading fading a bit, especially in the second half. Um, the the U.S. tries to shut it down with those subs, but you could tell that after those subs, um, the 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 U.S.'s ability to move the ball forward took a big hit. And it was immediately after that that uh, the U.S. conceded the the penalty kick, and, and it becomes one one, and and really just unfortunate timing uh, for for that particular subs. But your thoughts on on those players as they came into the game? Um, I thought Haji Wright was fine. Um, I don't think he took anything away from the game. I think um, he had a few moments where he held up the ball nice, um, but I think. I don't know. I think DeAndre Edlin, it hurts me to say this as a zip. I think he, he, as soon as he came in, all essence of attack just kind of 
I mean, it was it was a real letdown. Um, so I I think Acosta was I think Acosta was brought in to to sit back a little bit more. Um, I don't think he's not going to give you the same thing as Yunus Musa did, um, but that's not what you're asking him to do. Um, I was a little disappointed we didn't see him on on set pieces at all, uh, but I don't know. I, I think uh, I would have put in Joe Scally um, over DeAndre Yedlin. Uh, Kellen Acosta is fine for me because you're trying to see out a game. Um, and, and Eunice Musa was looking a little, a little tired and a little, uh, like he'd been kicked a few times. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't criticize the Kellen Acosta move. I would criticize the Yedlin move. Um, I thought Hydro was fine and yeah, that's what I got. So, oh gosh, the Welsh hackers are in it again, chat. We've lost Sam. Um, we got Mike K saying, maybe G- Greg is saying Givo for Masterclass on Black Friday. Why not? Why not? Sam's back. Sam, are you back? Hey. hey there he up? is. All right. What'd you think of the subs? Yeah. So, I, I, it, I mean, in the moment, it seemed like it made some sense. I was pretty, uh, the, the one that really made me nervous was DeAndre Yedlin. Um, and all honestly, it, it probably didn't have a huge impact on the game until the penalty kick happened. Uh, once the U S give up that penalty, I mean, those subs were brought in to see out yeah. the game. I think that was in the last 15 minutes or so of the game. The big question mark that we're going to have hanging over everything is, is what's up with Gio Reyna. I mean, the subs uh, make a little bit more sense if Gio Reyna was unavailable, but if Gio Reyna was available, then it makes the subs uh, seem absolutely awful, which I think is, is the last thing we talk about is I guess the performance of Greg Berhalter throughout this game. Um, I, I, the, I think the big thing that he did to impact the game was make the subs. And for me, his performance just really comes down for, to uh, is Gio Reyna healthy and available and he chose not to put him in or was Gio Reyna just not healthy? What, what was the thought pat- pattern there? I think that really informs how I felt about Greg Berhalter in this game. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I if if something comes out that Gio's not healthy, then fine, be that as it may. But I I think it's a big knock if uh, Gio's healthy and, and you leave him on the bench it's, it, after that goal. Of course, I don't. You're up one nil. I don't think you bring him in when you're up one nil and you're trying to see out a game. I think that is a little short sighted because he's not that great defensively. I think if you were to bring him on at halftime for um i don't know but i think when you're trying just to see out a game i don't think geo is the right sub but then when they tie the game if you're going for the win you have to bring in geo i think he, he adds that creativity and he adds the ability to send a ball into um into the box that a lot of our guys were struggling with i mean they were getting crosses blocked left and right so i don't know yeah, Gio has that special ability to just do something special on the field. He can unlock boxes that nobody else can unlock. And he has that unique ability that no one else on, on the U.S. men's national team has of, of the ability to do that. So uh, to bring in um, Jordan Morris in that moment over Gio Reyna, if Gio Reyna's healthy and ready to go, uh, that's some galaxy brain stuff that I don't understand. Mike Irish says Gio was warming up in the first half. Uh, somebody else in the comment section said, uh, Greg said that Gio is going to be ready to go for England. Uh, I don't know what that means. I, I don't know. I mean, 
we know that the guy has a long injury history. We know that he's had a rough, rough year. Uh, so you hope that he's going to be good to go. Uh, the U.S. is a lot better with him on the field than with him on the bench. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's the big uh, ongoing perplexing question uh, for the U.S. as we move forward. Uh, I, I think it, whenever we take a look at this game and at, at this group, um, this England game on Friday just becomes so much more important. If the U.S. can get a point or, or, or even win that game, uh, it's going to go a long way towards getting them out of the group. Uh, Wales is going to take on Iran, so they'll likely get three points from that, um, and, and it's going to make it all come down to that final day. But, but all of a sudden, because it's a draw, because the U.S. comes away with one point whenever three were on the table, um, it, it makes it a lot more tight uh, as, as we head into these final two matches. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely going to be up early watching Wales Iran, hoping for a nil-nil draw, because <laughs> um, I, I think it could come down to goal differential. I think it could really come down to us and Wales on four points. And uh, if you know, if Iran and Wales draw nil-nil or one-one, and we, uh, you know, you go out and you try and get what you can from England. Um, don't get the doors blown off you, but then you have to understand that England's probably through um, on the last day um, and might not have to really put up that big of a fight against Wales. So it's it's definitely nervy time here. It's and a good point, man. We really need to take it to England just so that they have to uh, play against Wales on that last day, because we don't want to be in a situation where England uh, is putting in all their subs and, and, and just going out there and, and is just happy to be there. Um, that that's not where we want it to be. We don't, we don't want it to come down to that. Um, even though England has probably the uh, absolutely the deepest, um, the deepest team in this group. So yeah, their second team, coming off your bench. You're yeah. In a good spot. He's Foden, Grealish, like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a pretty solid uh, bench that they have there. But, uh, yeah, nervy times, nervy times. I mean, I, I think going into this game, like, the, um, the worst-case scenario, it would be, like, us getting played off the pitch and losing and, and everything. Uh, so it wasn't that. Uh, yeah. It wasn't the win that we were hoping for. It wasn't the win that seemed like it was coming after the first half. Um, there's things to build on here. There's also some nerves. A lot of players looked very hurt, looked very tired at the end of that game. Uh, a lot of players are on yellow cards moving forward. A lot of important players are on yellow cards moving forward. Um, and, and then, of course, there's a discussion about where is Gio Arena. Um, so some good things to take out of this game, but I think a lot more nervy things to take out of this game as well. Your thoughts? I, you know, I think... You're happy you got points. Uh, you're, well, you're happy you didn't lose. Um, and everything is still all to play for. You still really kind of control your own destiny. So don't, don't look at it as, you know, all is lost here. You still got to go out and you still have a World Cup to play for here. Um, so I don't know. It's just get everybody in the ice tub, get them in the massage room, rehab 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 and get ready for england because there's nothing else you can do uh you know yeah and, mike iris mike, says mike, mike iris says, says a draw that feels like a loss i felt like that after the portugal game and back in 2014 and we wound up being okay so you know what it, it's gear up for the big one on black friday everyone's going to be watching it's going to be the big it's going to be great um 
go out there, give it your all. But I mean, cause nothing, it's not like you're, you're down and out right now. You're not, I mean, it sucks, but it's not like you're down and out. Yeah. I see S 27 says, Brad, this result was a disaster. I, I wouldn't say it's a disaster. I mean, there's much worse results. So, I mean, we could have lost the game, you know? Uh, you come out of your first World Cup game and you still have everything in front of you. Uh, certainly not a disaster, but certainly not what we were hoping for. Certainly not what it seemed like we were uh, destined for, especially late into that game. I mean, the, the U.S. just really, they denied a lot of clear chances to Wales. Uh, they denied uh, whale, the, the danger men for Wales getting the ball. They played really well. Uh, for for the majority of the game, and it would, just came down to one moment where uh, Wales get that penalty kick and, and are able to, to to put it away. If they don't get that penalty kick, I don't know um, if they're able to to find the the decisive effort. Uh, but uh, it sucks, man. Like like Mike Irish says, it's a draw that felt like a loss. I mean, I guess we take our point at this point and we move forward. Um, we got to hope that the U.S. can can bring back. Um, some of the, um, the, the, the feel good from, from 1950 and from 2000, what was it? 2010, whenever we, uh, tied England, um, we, we, we've had good records against England in the past in the world cup, and we definitely need a good result against England. Now, um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's an uphill battle right now. It's more difficult than it could have been. Uh, it really sucks. It felt like we had this game in our hands and it just ultimately didn't go our way. Uh, we got to be better against England. Uh, I, I guess th- we'll end it right here. Do you have any last thoughts uh, from this game as we turn our heads toward uh, the England game on Friday? It sucks that, you know, we dropped points when we were in a great position, but I think the biggest thing is go out there and make sure England has something to play for on that last day. So they don't just phone it in against Wales, which to be fair, England subs still could beat Wales. Um, England subs could be a lot of teams, but um, all is not lost. Uh, I remember our first stream together, we were singing the the siren song for, or the swan song for the U.S. men's national team after that Japan game. This looked like a different team than that Japan game and that Saudi Arabia game. So there is that. But I mean, all is not lost. Regroup, get a good game plan together, try and get something from England. A tie that feels like a loss. Yeah, we're we're gonna take our tie. England, it'll feel like a win. So absolutely, absolutely. The U.S. still has a lot of World Cup to play, and and there's still a lot of opportunity to get out of this group. It's just gonna be a little bit more difficult uh, now than it was, say, 40 minutes ago, whenever it felt like uh, the U.S. was getting that opening three points. Disappointing. Not the end of the world, uh, but you know we move guys thank you so much for watching i appreciate you guys hanging out we'll be here all throughout the world cup make sure that you hit that like button hit that subscribe button if you're new here uh you can also become a member so i appreciate that if you want to support the channel directly thank you guys so much for watching on behalf of brad my name is sam and this is the yank report brought to you by bet online thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.